0: Welcome to today's episode of The Power of Reinvention. Here we talk with my guests about the dreams, the visions, and the passions that individuals have every day and dare to explore them. Whether it's business or personal, you're entitled to live the life that you want and no matter what circumstances, you have the power to create success, fulfill your dreams, and live with passion. That's what I'm talking about. So dare greatly. And happy reinventing, folks. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Power of Reinvention. I'm super excited to have my guest, Lean Adler, as my guest today. This is really fun. We've known each other for so many years. We've had some really interesting conversations in our journeys in the business world and even in the reinvention world where we've been discovering, both of us, different parts of what we're doing as I was leaning into the development of my book, launching my virtual chats and really talking about our passions in life and where I think we both inspire and motivate many people to do some pretty interesting things aside from what we both do ourselves. So welcome, Lee. Thank you for being here.
1: Uh, thank you for having me. I'm a super uh, passionate uh, fan of yours. I have your book right here. Uh, and, thank you. you know, I think it's, it's great what you're doing and happy to be part of it.
0: Well, I appreciate it. I'm you know really excited for you to be able to share a lot of what you're doing right now with your life. but before we do that, um, let's take you back to just sort of let's level set for those who don't know you, Lee um, some of your background and what sort of brought you to where you are today. I typically start with the question of you know who were who was little Lee um, and I think, you know, we can can even do the graduated from, you know, who was that five-year-old and did you envision yourself being on the career path that you would be on? But you've had some really interesting milestones from a business perspective that I want to make sure we highlight as well.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to. So um, let me me kind of start with some of the career path because I think it'll uh, help maybe
0: show a, a
1: picture a little bit of kind of yeah. the, the path i've been on and and it's interesting to use the the term path i i have this blog called the sherpa path which yes you do i've been following and uh it's allowed me to kind of almost you know kind of keep an eye toward not only a, a summit of success uh if you will but also like just one step in front of the other, which you know I know is an overused uh, term, but it's allowed me to kind of look forward, look look up, uh, and uh, I guess today we can look backwards a little bit to see how we get here. Um, I don't think anyone can kind of envision like you know exactly where you're going to be 20 years forward or or something, but the good news is I'm I'm pretty much where I want to be, um, and it's exciting to think about what's next and I'm in a place where I can be excited about not knowing exactly what that is, you know, and, and I think that's a big part of what you've uh, captured in the book and, and in talking with different people is, you know, the reinvention is not always kind of scientific and, and all the way thought through. You don't know that this equals this equals this. Um, but you do know you have to keep moving forward on the path. And, um, I'm, I'm a big believer in that.
0: And I love, even as you're speaking, you have a smile and kind of a twinkle, almost a mischievous twinkle in your eye when you talk Mm -hmm. about the, the unknown. And that is such a precious, um, attribute, such a, such a wonderful place to see the world through. Um, I think very much like me, you know, that, that is, you know, change and the unknown can be like a really amazing adventure for some people. It's incredibly fearful and paralyzing. And so maybe you can speak about what excites you about the unknown and, and perhaps, you know, not so much risk, but just, you know, the fear of the unknown that presents itself sometimes in that situation.
1: Uh, it's it's great that you, you focus right on that. You know, one of the things that, uh, quite honestly, that the, we're still in it, uh, but COVID during the lockdown and so forth uh, really mm-hmm. allowed me to focus on was um, figuring out how to be okay in the gray. Mm-hmm. And there's this kind of, you know, Notion, and I'll jump back to that. You know, you asked about the little Lee or whatever. There, there was a, a long period of my time where I really wanted to, you know, feel secure and and know things were going to be a certain way, and um, I didn't have that for a good part of my life, and and it forced me to, you know, not only seek that out, but put myself in positions where, you know, maybe I I could start to venture into things that were a little bit, you know, quote unquote, scary or unknown. And the more I did it, you know, the more the muscle was built and, uh, and quite yeah. honestly, COVID like really crystallized a lot of that for me. And, and um, I started, I started writing every morning um, and meditating every morning. Uh, this is a practice that I've continued uh, now for the last two and a half years or so. and, and it's something I do before I turn on my phone, which, uh, for me is kind of the, Amazing. um, the teach me, the,
0: teach me how,
1: <laughs> well, I'm happy to teach you how, uh, I, I actually created a meditation. It's, it's on the Sherpa path. Anybody can download it and listen to it. It, it uses the acronym Sherpa, uh, starting with S and, and ending with a, um, I do it sometimes multiple times a day, even before I'll go into a certain situation or or things where I really want to get like clarity. Uh, yeah. But what I love about doing it in the morning is, and, and I encourage anybody to do this if they can before they turn that phone on. Um, yeah. it, it's the one time in your day where you actually have some semblance of that control in your life. Uh, yes. As opposed to reacting to you know some other situation that's coming in,
0: 100%. and
1: incorporating the meditation and then also the writing and and the writing you know is journaling but it's also kind of uh, focusing on purpose things that I'm grateful for or things that maybe happened yesterday and and I want to uh, see through today. Uh, I really keep it very focused based on that step-by-step and day-by-day. And uh, it allows me to get centered, if nothing else. And I I think that
0: platform, to do that from that platform is an extraordinary space to function from.
1: Uh, Thank you. Yeah. And so um, I'll go, you know, through the career highlights a little bit, but, you know, again, maybe it it makes sense now looking back. I, I do realize that, I've been able to work on multiple sides of the marketing industry. I, I started out on the agency side at a WPP firm, and uh, then went to uh, a really cool creative agency, Kirschenbaum and Bond. Back in the day, worked on the launch of Snapple, and ended up uh, getting involved with the Advertising Club of New York very early on in my career. Um, I became uh, the president of the Young Pro division, which, uh, is still going. Um, I'm not a young pro anymore, but, uh, there's, there's still a group. You're, of you're, a, media, I,
0: you're a medium
1: I don't, I don't
0: know <laughs> mid age. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm just happy yeah. to be a pro, I guess. But, um, there's, uh, there's a great group and, and, and I bring up the ad club early because throughout my career and as I'll share, there's, there's been a number of different moves, um, but the advertising club has been one of those kind of constant threads throughout my career, and and I think it's really important for people to find a sense of community. Um, it's again one of those uh, terms that's that's used a lot, but wherever you can find it, sometimes you find it, you know, on on a personal standpoint, but on a professional standpoint, it you know it's often within a company, um, but. Sometimes people move on, you know, uh, and I think these days people are moving on a lot uh, and pretty often. And the ad club's been uh, kind of that thread throughout. But after uh, I experienced the agency side, I I really appreciated the creativity that it takes to kind of like see a challenge and uh, work with creative individuals to I I just love the process of like an idea that comes out of you know trying to solve a problem but then actually the process of building that idea and bringing it out into the world. There, yeah. There's so and cool I think, you know, Leah,
0: where stuff. it's such an exciting time right now, I'm having this conversation a lot with people where the creativity and the challenge of building a program around that incredible ideation and just how quickly things are moving and changing and the possibilities because of the ways the way we can do what we do as marketers is just giving us that much more to play with. So when you're kind of excited and passionate about not just the ideation but then the building of it, I think it's we're living in an incredible time for all of that, right?
1: I absolutely agree. And and the building of it is, you know, it's it's kind of where it happens or, you know, even if it if it happens, you know, uh, this this is something that that's always stuck with me that I remember you know pitching ideas and being part of things and and a lot of times when it went out into the world um, i I realized it's really important to see if if you are a pro, so to speak, at your craft and can work with other pros and also work with clients who push and allow things to happen can the way a consumer sees an idea in the world be actually better than the way the idea was pitched in the first place? Mm. And that is so such a that? hard thing to accomplish.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> like how yeah. do we do that?
1: And so I've always challenged myself to do that. And, um, eventually when, you know, I went on to the client side at a BMW group and, um, Worked on the great brand Mini Cooper for for many years um, in its early
0: stages, if I recall correct.
1: It was early stages, and you know, it, such an exciting brand where you know creativity was was built into the DNA of the the owners themselves, as well as the product and the car, and then you know the marketing. Um, it. It was an opportunity to kind of do things, I think, at a very not only high level, but to push yourself and to push the ideas forward. And, and some of that was, you know, risk taking, but also yeah. it was trying to have fun with it also. You know, and, and I do think we're in a fun industry. And um, I I really hope people remember that because I think, you know, I, th- I think that you what you did. Yeah.
0: And what you did, Lee, I mean, you and your team there. You really did build a community around that brand, like truly build community. And probably you were one of the first brands to do it authentically. And maybe you can just give some examples of the things that you did. But I I think it's so hard for any of us to forget what we've seen about that brand in its early stages and what I'm referring to, but how really you brought every car owner into a true relationship with the brand. Can you share a few kind of examples of some of the cool things that you guys did?
1: Absolutely. I mean, one of, one of the great things about Mini is that, you know, the owners, uh, they felt a kinship with the product. And there's, there's very few you know, examples of that in the world. There, there are people who certainly love brands, but uh, the amount of time uh, and attention that people took to customize their vehicle and so forth. And and one of the cool insights that that we found was that almost half of the owners had named their car. It's <laughs> so funny. You know, I was
0: just thinking as we were talking, Lisa, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but... I almost feel like the relationship people have had, and I know many, many, many owners, but just watching the way the business and the marketing of it all evolved, it was mm-hmm. almost like they became like pets. And so when you talk about people naming them, I'm like, wow, that really does resonate with that that kind of ideation.
1: You're absolutely right. And and then, you know, the question for you know, people on the marketing side, you know, you can think that's cute or quirky or whatever and kind of do nothing with it. But we, you know, we definitely follow it up on that. And and the brand continues to do so, where um, there's an event that takes place called Mini Takes the States. And it's actually a cross-country drive, uh, which I've done multiple times with thousands of mini owners each car is customized differently. Every one of those folks on those trips name their car and you hear these stories and the passion and the relationships. And um, it's just special to be a part of. And so, you know, there were all kinds of marketing things we did. You know, a lot of it was kind of pushing up against culture and and trying to beat the competition in smart, you know, clever ways because we didn't have the budgets to outspend them. But there was also a, a point in time where we uh looked to expand the brand and and you know i was able to uh, work with the teams and orchestrate a, a super bowl campaign an olympic campaign and and so forth and to do things on on that stage you know as a marketer i think gives you an opportunity to you know kind of see the the everest of marketing if you will I and love that. Uh, um i i really enjoy uh trying to do things on on that kind of a platform. And what I also really enjoy is working with founders and, um, and individuals uh, who are trying to get to their own summit of success, whatever that right. might mean. Um, right. That can be defined very differently. One of the things that we did uh, toward the end of my tenure at Mini's, uh, we understood that Mini as an urban brand needed to uh, do not just say uh, that we were going to support uh, creativity and, and and really improving cities. And so uh, we formed a, a design center and, and also a fund uh, where we invested in startups and worked with companies who were trying to improve life in cities. And I got to work uh, on that and work mm-hmm. with a lot of different founders and startups and so forth. And and it kind of reignited my passion um, for working uh, with these types of companies, which is why I went back to consulting under the the banner that I have called Sherpa Marketing, which I'd love to explain explain to you a little bit when you're ready about the Sherpas. I I would love
0: that. As a matter (laughs) of fact, I was going to say, you know, what was that aha moment, which you're kind of touching on right now for you, where you said, okay, I've kind of done some incredible things. I'm passionate about working with great people in different ways. Was there kind of a pivotal moment where you said it is time for that reinvention, if you will? I'm sure that was not the word that went through your brain. But it is one of those aha moments where you're starting to realize there's something gnawing at you, and how do I leverage everything I've done and I know and work with people that I'm passionate about and have impact and do what I'm doing with purpose, which is so much what you're doing now. So, in that moment, and I think a lot of our audience, your peers, our peers, Um, that are listening, you know, we're we're getting to an age where we're questioning as well, not just because of what happened in the last couple of years with COVID and the pandemic, which sure, it gave us a reason to pause and sit back and ask that question. But for you at that time, something must have been gnawing at you. And and what was that aha moment like for you when you decided to sort of leap into this now incredible Sherpa marketing company?
1: Uh, Thank you. Well, it. It actually connects to something that I think that's great. That's in your book, which is about not letting go of your dreams, Um, you know, which which we all have at different times. And um, I was first introduced to the Sherpa people 25 years ago. And there was a there was a part of my career, which I'll touch on now uh, in between the agency world and and then going into uh, BMW Group and Mini, where. Uh, I became the founding CMO for uh, then a small company called DoubleClick, which was 17 people at the time. So I I definitely got a feel for kind of that startup culture and and building ad technology uh, for what is now, you know, digital marketing platform. Eventually, Google bought the company. But before that happened, um, I went overseas for about a year. Uh, and I was the only American for a time uh, launching the company in Japan and Australia. And during um, part of my time over there, I had the opportunity to go to Nepal and mm. I, first of all, I was supporting, I've, I've always loved to support different nonprofit groups and so forth. And I, I found a group uh, outward bound that really helped me in my personal life. And I love adventure and the outdoors and, I went to Nepal with a group from Outward Bound that were trying to start a school there. And I met this group of people uh, called Sherpas. And I had no idea what a Sherpa was. I'd love to take a second because I think people still don't understand that uh, Sherpa is actually a literal translation for people from the East. So S-H-E-R is East. Uh, in Nepalese. so the Sherpa people migrated from Tibet about five hundred years ago and made it across to the Kumbu region of the Himalayas and When many Westerners came over to start to attempt to climb Everest, they saw the Sherpa people and said, "You guys can help us and all of a sudden, now people think of Sherpas as a vocation or you know just the people who carry your stuff up Everest and so forth so um it was interesting to me to just learn that this is actually a, a, a group of people um, and not a vocation. But what I found in the Sherpa people, I, I really wanted to hold on to. And it was this spirit, to be honest, of overcoming seemingly insurmountable obstacles to reach a summit. Right. And Amazing. there was something about the... Uh, there's a term that's used a bit now called servant leadership where you know that people are in service to you, but they're also leading you. And Mm. I hadn't seen that in someone who managed me before, but I felt it from these individuals.
0: And I I started
1: trying to figure out how to hold on to this so that I could be a better leader um, first and foremost to myself. And thus become a better leader and teammate to the others that I work with. And so
0: what an incredible concept. I mean, are we seeing more of that now? You know, we've got a lot of companies that are trying to lead with purpose. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, is it, is it a different concept or are you seeing a bit of the, the parallel of, of that trying to infiltrate what we're seeing in business it's, and leadership and all of that,
1: it's exactly why I'm trying to come back to it now because I think it's more important than yeah. ever. And and you're right, part of it is about purpose, but perhaps purpose from a little bit of a, a multi-dimensional perspective because there's there's purpose for the company, and that's always you know right. a very um, important exercise to go through for what does the brand stand for? And, right. you know, what do you right? Just like the mini example of then doing yeah. things about it, right? Right. But I think there's a purpose in leadership also in trying to yeah. get to the core of really what makes people tick and what's going to motivate people and trying to have a shared vision and purpose so that the team can, you know, kind of see what that summit looks like. Yeah. And obviously it's an analogy, you know, when you're talking about businesses, but I work with individuals and teams and it's amazing to me the difference just in the articulation of what that goal might be. Yeah. And so to be able to visualize what that summit is and then kind of together figure out some milestones to get there and, you know, agree on what resources are needed and right. so forth is so important. But Sorry, then you're on the path together.
0: Sorry, say that again.
1: I, you know, after you do that articulation and, and goal setting through vision and milestones, then you then you are on the path together. And that's where the part comes in that you need to have trust in each other, uh, you need to rely on each other, you need to identify when there is something that's making you, you know, bring up fear or something else, which can be very real. Uh, and you need to be able to talk about. And I I think those things are happening now more than ever where people are kind of able to speak up, you know, and you don't have to pretend you have all the answers by yourself and so forth. And there was something very interesting that I learned also. I've I've articulated this into uh, Sherpa principles, if you will, uh, that I'm, um, I'm sharing in different ways. And and one of those, and, and this is back to the leadership purpose, is to really try and separate reality from ego. And
0: how does one do that? <laughs> well,
1: we, we need a, another book for that. But, uh, but I, do think <laughs> I, it,
0: yeah,
1: I do think part of it is back to even just that own personal, you know, which is why I needed to start with myself, to be honest. That's, that's why I meditate yeah. every day and I write every day and I try and, yeah. I try and understand what I'm really thinking you know and see it down on paper and not just get caught up in kind of the the things that that cycle in all of our heads and right. i've i'm 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 trying to help other people find that as well
0: well i would and thank you for mentioning that because i just wanted to actually bring up the fact that you know the feedback loop from those that you are now working with in your consulting business and so maybe we can talk about that a little bit what what does that mean it's not just brands and companies and marketing but really working with people to better understand how to find you know some of us call it that true north you know it's it's sort of that that voice and that clarity to be our best selves in in all ways um, and it's the work that you're doing now in your consulting business so can you talk a little bit about what you're doing there because I'm I I'm sure a lot of people are going, wait, I need more of this. I want to understand. And how do I do it? And, and where do I go? Like you, you are someone that has so much insight and the ability to help lead and guide people to, to the better understanding and how to navigate that. So will you share a bit about what you're doing with your consulting oh, practice? Thank you
1: yes so the the practice kind of uh, is a little bit different if I'm working specifically with an individual leader uh, versus a company and um, the the best part is when I can work with you know the leader and the leadership team because that obviously will influence how the company moves forward the mm-hmm. the the, the effort really starts focused on identifying that summit of success and things that are important that we're going to keep an eye on going forward. And, you know, in some ways I'm, I'm helping to mirror back to people, you know, things that are happening and, and are important and, and there's milestones along the way. This is a little bit different than I would say traditional executive coaching. Uh, Um, I think, traditional executive coaches, as I understand it, uh, and I've been coached and, and uh, definitely appreciate the practice, um, are really great at asking questions, you know, that get you thinking and, and making sure you're, you're staying up on commitments and so forth. And, and I definitely do some of that. But I'm also an advisor to people. And, you know, I've been in this uh, this game for a while. I, I can see things a couple of steps ahead. Um, it's not always correct, uh, but I definitely see things and yeah. and I'm going to share those things. I, w- I, w- I want to help people win. I want to help people kind of get to uh, whatever it is they're trying to accomplish and and do it with a smile on their face, you know, at yeah. the end of the day.
0: Yeah, it shouldn't be a struggle to to get there. There should be joy and kind of goes back to what I was saying early in the conversation where, you know, you have a twinkle in your eye as you're approaching the unknown. And, you know, I think if you do the kind of work you're talking about, you have that grounding and that connection to yourself more than the grounding, it's the connection that you have the clarity and you have the trust. I mean, I think a lot of us don't trust ourselves enough and it's about creating that connection to ourselves. So we know when and how to trust who we are, to trust our intuition, to trust our sense. Um, you know, you said you have this kind of knack for kind of getting it when it's, you know, whether it's working with people or companies or brands or whatever that is. And, I relate to that. I've always kind of felt that there was sort of this, like, I just get it. I see the big picture and I trust in my ears to kind of figure that out and to understand that there was a reason people are asking us to help guide them through that journey where whatever that is, personal or business or what have you. And it's because we do have that sort of clarity and connection to ourselves. And you've done so much work in that space to get there.
1: Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. And you, you don't have to go to Everest to, you know, gain the insights uh, from somebody who's going to be in your corner, you know, and, and I try and look at myself as uh, a servant leader and, and in some ways, you know, a Sherpa from the, from the sense that there's a goal in mind. There's, there's a purpose behind that goal, the why you're, you're yeah. going for this because things do take yep. a lot of effort. Um, but I I found something deeper, you know, and, and this is something you just touched on, which is kind of, I, I think we all have this voice inside and when it comes down to it, you know, and if you, if you, if you try to really be in touch with this, you're going to see that multiple times during the day um, that voice will appear And what I found and I still find and I have to, you know, be conscious of it is sometimes the voice is motivating and sometimes it's not so kind.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And you know, you can wait for your boss to give you a pat on the back, or you can give yourself a pat on the back.
0: Yeah, well said. Yeah, I love that. And you know, and I think those small wins, we have to pat ourselves on the back. We have to recognize I I speak a lot in the reinvention journey, you know, you follow this kind of roadmap that I lay out to accomplish whatever that is that you want to change, tweak, evolve to be a personal, spiritual hobbies, business, relationships. But every time you take that one baby step towards that goal, like really stop and, you know, come up with your own reward system. For me, it's a piece of chocolate. I did good, good for me. I get another piece of chocolate, that's a happy place. But there are so many ways for us to just stop and allow ourselves to acknowledge that and try to quiet those negative voices in our head. Those questions of what are you thinking? What are you trying to do? Who do you think you are? You are you, we are each the center of our own world and we are entitled to create what we want in our lives. How we get there, how long it takes to get there, who's involved, who's not involved, we get to create that. And, you know, we need to remember that because we are entitled to do that.
1: I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, um, can you enjoy that path along the way? Can you can you do good for others also while you're doing it? But, you know, there there's, there is a new dynamic now where a lot of people are working, you know, part time or however much time from, you know, a non-office environment. And so I yep. think there is even more of a need for people to, A, be able to kind of tap into that, what I call Sherpa within, yeah, um, and also find a way for teams to come together in different ways, um, you know, than kind of bouncing into each other in the hallways and so forth. Yep. And the last thing is like, and, and I do think in some ways COVID helped you know, where you started seeing people in their homes and kind of, you know, maybe their kid or pet or whatever situation, you know, people can bring their full selves, I think, more to situations and work. And I think that allows rooms for people to share about their passions also. And, you know, I'm so glad I, I didn't let go of what I found, you know, 25 years ago in the Himalayas. It encouraged me to uh, name my company Sherpa Marketing so that I wouldn't forget about uh, the experience and would try to go deeper, you know, which is another theme in your book, go deeper. Yeah. And I went back to Everest a second time. I spent a month there. Um, I uh, went back actually with one of the Sherpas that I had met years earlier. Right. Um, we, we reconnected and we now talk uh, every single month to this oh, day. It's going amazing. on 20 plus years. And during COVID, I, I put together these Sherpa sessions, which I um, recorded and are up on uh, the sherpapathcom really just to help people, just to help kind of stay positive and keep things in perspective and, right. and keep moving forward. And And that's what I want to do.
0: You know what? It's incredible. And I just love how you're able to bring it. The fact that you named the company Sherpa Marketing, it it just it automatically attracts those who have a level of curiosity and want to connect with that conversation. Um, You know, I think it's so important because you're also surrounding yourselves with people who want to lean into that conversation, that want to gain your wisdom, your insights, your advice, your guidance with, you know, and, and the balance, you know, I always talk about how my parents, my father was the serial entrepreneur. We traveled the world as a kid. My mother was teaching yoga when I was three years old and wearing an symbol around her neck. And I just thought I have that perfect combination of these two people in me that is hard charging entrepreneur for over 30 years, workaholic, crazy But I have this whole other sensibility of this Zen, this centered, this, you know, sort of guided piece that is that gives me that balance. And I think where we can share with others, advise them, direct them, guide them, and it and it shows up in our business world in ways that are so much more meaningful today. And I think we're living in a business world today where. The conversations can happen where once upon a time it would have been like, what are you talking about? You belong in a different room. (laughs) Now it's now it's really our playground for these types of conversations that are impacting the way companies and brands really not only want to show up in the world, but the way. They hire the way they their HR departments are looking at the talent that are gonna be a core part of the fabric of a company. And to your point, if we're sitting on Zoom and the cat walks across the screen, it's not an oh my God, I'm so embarrassed moment. It's an all like, hey everybody, say hi to Mitzi the kitty cat, you know, like like to share who we are as as individuals. And that's, you know, for those of us that have been in the working world for a long time, I think it's a really lovely thing to see what is evolving from all of this.
1: I agree. I think we all have uh, several dimensions to ourselves. And, you know, if we can bring our full selves to work, it's it's going to be better for the company and better for us as individuals yeah. also. Yeah. People, people talk about work-life balance and there was... Uh, another, I have several techniques that I've created that I, I, work with individuals and companies on, but one of them is, um, in, I always had a lot of trouble with this kind of work life balance. Cause I saw it as a seesaw and I was trying to run from one side to the other and that yeah, didn't work out yeah. so well. But, um, I visualized into a series of mountain peaks, you know, actually mm-hmm. six different, uh, peaks, if you will. And it allowed me to kind of, you know, put down, again, kind of putting this stuff on paper sometimes really helps, but uh, family, friends, career, health, fun, finances, and service. And what I do from time to time is I really uh, just check in on those different peaks.
0: I love that. And
1: I just give myself a very simple scoring of one to five on each. um, Yeah. I don't know if I've ever gotten all fives, uh, but <laughs> I can I can visualize and I can see when something might be out of balance, and then decide That's to amazing. pay attention to that.
0: Yeah, so I think and there's just a lot by of leaning into it and being, yeah. yeah, being aware, um, Lee. Sadly, very sadly, I, I could have this conversation with you for hours, and I wish we could share more of this conversation with all of this audience, but. I just, I want to thank you so much for touching on all of these topics. And I really want to encourage our listeners, our audience who are hearing this, um, whether it's five minutes or the whole episode. Um, to reach out to Lee to take a look at what he's doing. Um, You're offering a consulting service now, a coaching sort of consulting service. Um, We're going to put all of the details of how to reach you and find what you're up to in the show notes. So if you're driving or somewhere where you can't write it down, don't worry, we're going to have it all in the show notes here. Um, And Lee, before we leave, any just kind of last nuggets of, thoughts wisdom advice guidance inspiration as we're going into the new year because this episode will actually be airing right at the beginning of the new year and everybody's in that mode of reinvention and resolutions and you know taking a step back anything that you can share before we sign off
1: uh well well thank you for having me and i would just say you know move forward on purpose
0: Beautiful. I love it. Thank you again for being my guest today. Uh, for anybody tuning in, please feel free to go to the reinventionexchange.com where you can find my book. Podcasts, virtual chats with the most incredible people I've been fortunate and blessed to talk to over the last couple of years since my book came out. Um, you will find this interview with Lee posted both on the website and on all of the platforms. So please share it with other people. I'm so excited to share a bit of Lee with everybody today and wishing everybody, as I will say, we're on the front end of the holiday season. So just happy new year to everybody. An amazing 2023. Happy reinventing. Be bold, enjoy life and dare greatly and just go out there and make it happen. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for listening to The Power of Reinvention. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and review the show. Wouldn't mind a five-star review. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, be sure to visit the reinventionexchange.com to share your reinvention stories, suggest a guest, join the newsletter mailing list, get access to my book, which is called Reinvent Your Life, What Are You Waiting For?, and discover fantastic bonus content with my blogs and listen in to the Reinvention virtual chat series. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Please share with a friend and thank you for listening. Happy reinventing.